Hey guys, welcome back to Roundtable Rundown. In this episode, we had a great interview with USC Baseball's John Thomas. Hope you guys enjoy. To start it off, um, we just want to talk about, you know, what it's like to be a student athlete at USC. Obviously, coming from a school like Harvard-Westlake, it couldn't have been that easy being a student athlete there. Um, but how different is it to be a collegiate student athlete? Um, yeah, you know, Harvard-Westlake uh, grabbed me pretty well. Um, in terms of academically and athletically, but uh, it's a whole nother step. Really, yeah, in Division One, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a full time job. Honestly, I mean, we're up at you know we're up at five. We're doing stuff nonstop until we go to bed. Sure, uh, mm-hmm. like it's a struggle to get to get enough time to eat even because we got class, we got tutors, wow, practice, right. lift. Um, you know, Monday through Friday during the fall and the spring spring is our season fall is kind of like our fall ball i would say there's you know zero free time monday through friday and then the weekends is when you kind of get a little bit of time right Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it's 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 a full-time job no question so it's uh it's fun don't get me wrong but it's not easy yeah you know i've been so interested about um i mean you know better than anyone how mental baseball is it's such a it's a sport where you fail most of the time, you know, and um, it's definitely a, definitely a, a major mental game. So how does USC or um, what's your experience been with making sure your mind is, is fresh along with your body? Um, well, those are two, two totally different animals. Mind, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to meet somebody at Harvard West, like actually Frank Fister. He was an assistant coach while I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he since moved on to be like the mental coach for the Cincinnati Reds but he you know for me mentally a lot of it uh is just finding your confidence mm-hmm. uh, so you know when when someone kind of hits the fan you always have that to go back to and what for me it was like what makes me confident and what makes me who I am right um and for me like my preparation I know is second to none so mm-hmm. you know that's kind of like what I fall back on like for example, this summer, you know, I'm up at 4.30 every day to work out. Like, if wow. I can do that every day, mm-hmm. then, like, that's something that the guys on the other team aren't doing, and I know that. Right. So, so I, have, I have that to fall back on. Um, so, you know, looking at your profile on USC, you talk a lot about Kobe Bryant as a big influence of yours. Kobe, you know, is famous for waking up at 4.30 a.m., um, you know, to do crazy workouts or, um, you know, the last one to leave the gym, the first one in. Would you say that he's a big inspiration for your work ethic? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, Kobe, Kobe was kind of like my childhood because, you know, mm-hmm. my dad took me to a lot of Laker games growing up. It was always Kobe. Um, Kobe's one of them. Tiger Woods is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of, you know, right now, Jimmy Butler, who plays for Miami now, sure. he, he was a big uh you know, he started this thing on Instagram. I think he called it the 4 a.m. club, and he right. would be up at 4 working out <laughs> yeah. um, at Pepperdine in the off season, and, and, like, just seeing how he transformed as a player. He came into the league as a, you know, six minutes a game defensive specialist with the Bulls, and now he's a superstar. So that, mm. that played a big role. So, um, you know, the work ethic is one part of it, but then there has to be, you know, goals as inspiration on the other side of it. When you're working out at 4 a.m. in the morning, what are you working out for? What are your goals for this upcoming season? Um, you know, as a team, we want to win a championship. Sure. Uh, it's been disappointing results, to say the least, for three years. Right. Uh, Messi. 
Um, you know, personally, um, I want, you know, I want to turn the culture around. Right. Of that, you know, that doesn't show as such immediate results like winning does. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a subjective goal, I guess. But, you know, the culture here since I got here is just, it's not what I want it to be. And it's not mm-hmm. a way to win, in my opinion. Right. Um, the people might see it a different way, but the fact of the matter is we're not winning. So I want to change the culture. Um, I want, I've always wanted to leave some kind of legacy. You know, this has been my dream school my whole life. And here I am, mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go out without leaving some kind of impact on the school. So whether right. it's off the field, changing the culture, on the field, winning the championship, you know, I'm going to find a way. Right. Well, from what we see every day at school, at least, the baseball team and the baseball program is so tightened in and such a, um, a close community. And um, so how does that at Harvard Westlake compare to your experience now at USC? Um, we're a close-knit you know, we're a close-knit group. We have fun together. No mm-hmm. question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say at Harvard-Westlake, personally, I hung out with baseball guys more than I do, do now at SC. Um, just because I wanted to, you know, I got here and I wanted to branch out. I wanted to find out about different backgrounds, you know. Yeah. Harvard-Westlake is a, is a predominantly white school. Right, yeah. And, you know, big tuition, wealthy, so wealthy mm-hmm. white families. Um so I was around that a lot and I wanted to, you know, find out about other cultures and stuff like that. Yeah, As absolutely. a result, you know, my two best friends, my roommates are wide receivers of the football team, right. African-American kids. So, um, you know, I spent time with the baseball guys here. I got some guys that I'm really tight with on the team. But at the same time, you know, I got group outside of baseball that I could always go to. Right. So um, to that point, you know, we had the pleasure to interview a good friend of yours, Anna Cockrell, and, um, you know, we know you're really good friends with her and um, a bunch of guys on the football team. What's it like going to a school like USC where you can be surrounded by so much talent and so many talented people, yet people who are very similar to you? Uh, it's, it's, I can't even describe it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you said, Anna's, Anna's my best friend here. She's, uh, she's amazing. She's incredible in every, in every respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so grateful to have formed the relationship I have with her. Yeah. You know, I just as a friend and someone I can always lean on. But, mm-hmm. uh, beyond that, like people around me here, it's, it's nuts. Like the people that, that I've become friends with, just because I go to SC and just because I'm an athlete here and I'm around, uh, is like beyond what I can imagine. Right. Um, you know, I'm, uh, Juju was, a, was a, his last semester was my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still tied with him. I yeah. go out one weekend a year to stay with him in Pittsburgh during the season. Wow. That's really cool. Uh, um, Odell Beckham is here a lot. I got to work out with him a handful of times last summer. That's amazing. Uh, you know, stuff like that. They just, these guys just come through, they want to be at the facilities and they just come through and, you know, I'm around so I get to meet them. And, right. you know, yeah. fortunately, like with Jew, I went to school with him, so I got really close to him. Um, Odell was kind of right place, right time. Yeah. Uh, I know the wide receivers coach really well here and he was working him out. So he just said hop in to agility stuff and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Amazing. That's really cool. So a lot of people, um, unless they're, like top-notch athletes like you, don't really know what the recruiting process is like and how um, stressful that can be for athletes. So can you touch a little bit on what your recruiting process was like and how you made it to SC? Yeah, 
I started getting recruited my junior year, um, probably probably in the winter of my junior year. I want to say January. Mm. Um, Duke was the first school to recruit me. They they wanted me as a catcher only. Wow. Uh, to be honest, I don't like catching very much. Like I can do it, but I don't really like it. And right. they yeah. were me to that. But they were the only school recruiting me at the time, so they were said to offer, and I was going to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't commit or anything, but I was I was ready to do it. Right. And then um, USC got in contact with our coaches like a week later mm-hmm. and just said they're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to wait that out. Uh, it's kind of like a leverage leverage game, you know. Yeah. So I let Duke know, like, hey. SC wants me, and I let SC know, like, Duke wants me, and they're ready to make an offer, so um, if we're going to do something, we got to do it now. <laughs> it's kind of like I a business of, deal. Kinda, yeah, and I kind of told that to both schools, um, knowing that if, if SC made any kind of offer... Um, you are gone. Yeah, given that it was my dream school, like, I was going to go there, so I was hoping that it would push them to, and I don't know if it did or didn't, but mm-hmm. they ended up making one about a week later. And uh, I sat on it for a couple of days and then decided that it was a no-brainer. So it wasn't a, you know, it's different for like, it's different for, for everybody. Um, you know, some of my friends here, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball, they had, mm. you know, they could have gone to any school they wanted. Baseball is obviously an added aspect with the draft. Right. So, um, I wasn't, I wasn't looking at getting drafted at all. So it was, for me, it was just down to Duke at SC. Right. Yeah. You know, like, um, the draft this year was really, really heavy on college prospects and um, not so many high school kids. So what do you think about um, these kids who are going straight out of high school to the pros rather than um, spending time in college that a lot of people find really valuable? Um, you know, I don't, that's news to me, honestly, because I don't follow that very much. But mm-hmm. uh, I would say, I'll say this, I wouldn't trade the three years I've had here for anything. Mm-hmm. Um However, everybody has a different situation, you know, family's right. financial background, where you're getting drafted. Because if you're a first-round pick and they're offering you, you know, in between 2 and $5 million just to sign with them, like, yeah. how are you going to turn that down? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, if, if you're outside of the top 10 rounds, I guess, and it's, I don't know the actual values, but it's under a certain, you know, it's not mm-hmm. six figures, it's five figures. Mm-hmm. Um then I would, I would say go to school because this is a, an experience that you would not want to miss out on. Yeah. So to those listening who are pursuing being college athletes, you know, no matter Division One or Division Three, what advice would you give to them throughout the recruiting process when they're at those, you know, recruiting camps or showcases or um, whatever it would be? Um, well, I would, first I would say introduce yourself to people that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, that can go a long way. You know, before it starts, uh, seek out. Hey, if there's a few schools there that you want to, that you're interested in, like go introduce yourself to those coaches or scouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, college college is different than pros in, in the aspect that it's it's about culture, and that's how you win, in my opinion. So, right. you know, always play hard, obviously, because. That's what college coaches are looking for. They're looking for guys that, you know, put the team first and are willing to to 
sacrifice, you know, a personal statistic to help win, make help the team win, stuff like that. Yeah. So I would say just do your best to make it, like, find a way to get remembered. And mm. if you don't think that you're going to be the best player on the field, then the introductions is huge because that's a good way for people to, you know, remember who you are beforehand. And then when they see the action start, they'll mm. see you and you'll stick in their head. So speaking of standing out, you know, your Instagram has made it very known that you're all about fashion. Um, when has that passion started and, you know, what is so attractive to you about, um, you know, dressing up and, and, you know, putting on these fashion shows really, but you see it all across sports, whether it be in the NBA and, you know, guys like Russell Westbrook really like pioneering it, um, or now it's all across sports. So what, what has made that so appealing to you? Um, I would say it started senior year of high school is when I really started getting into clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you said, the NBA guys following their, their pregame fits is a lot of fun for me. Right. Uh, um, it's cool to see, you know, some of them are better than others. Uh, Westbrook, in my opinion, is, is probably one or two. Him mm-hmm. and Kelly Oubre are probably my two favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kelly Oubre is pretty cool. Um, what's so attractive about it i don't i don't know i like it's a great way to express yourself and mm. you know i'm it depends on the situation but i'm i'm more introverted in terms of like i'm pretty quiet right um so that's a great way for me to express myself and like hey i think i'm pretty good at it so you know i just stick with it like kind of like if you got it flaunt it and, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. i think i know how to dress so Love it. yeah for sure do it. it makes it makes me feel good um I don't really care how it makes other people feel. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of something I do for me. But yeah, fashion is definitely something that, whenever baseball comes to an end, um, fashion design is something I want to pursue. So um, you know that leaves us with our last question for you: What's next for John Thomas beyond this senior year? Um, hey, the plan is to put myself in a position to get drafted, mm-hmm. um, and if I do, I'll make a decision from there. Right. Uh, you know, if I get drafted, great, I'll go play. If not, um, yeah, I feel like I made a bunch of meaningful connections in the fashion world mm-hmm. that I could get a job out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, so design, fashion design uh, is really something that I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could do it for a living. Um, you know, I'm working on some stuff right now. I'm not think NCAA rules are not technically allowed to promote it, so I won't sure. really say what it is, but right. I've got stuff that I've been, you know, sketches, and um, i got a sewing machine in my apartment. I work on that every day. That's amazing. Oh, very cool. So it's uh, definitely fashion is, is next once yeah. baseball is over. Great. Well, John, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate your time. Yeah, and good yeah, luck next you, season. Gosh. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll catch you next time.